you know, one of the reasons why I did it was hopefully when my daughter would see it, yeah. she would get it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she she's still too young. She's 18 now. But she's, you know, that. she saw it about a year or so ago, but she still doesn't get the connection to how, if you see me in the movie and the emotions that go through me. I mean, people, when we were doing it on set, the people on set were crying. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because it was, it was real. It was, yeah. you know, you know, it was real. But I wrote it, I would have to say, for a number of reasons. Because I, you know, I wanted to star in a movie for one. One, I wanted my daughter to see that, you know, this this was kind of what I went through when, when you stopped coming over. A child needs both parents. Right. It, you know, and a, a daughter needs her father. And a son needs the mother. You know, they need them both. And it's okay if... The child loves both of them. It's all right. You, know, you don't have to take all the love. Right. You know. Totally agree. And because it hurts, and it's not right. You know, you kind of, uh, kind of out, and uh, you can feel it. You know, you feel the bubble guts hitting you there, and oh my goodness! And all of a sudden, it's a full blown explosion. Oh my. Oh, yeah. There was no like, oh well, I'll take the next exit. <laughs> no. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. You know me as Max Cole, and I'm the host and the producer there of this show. And I'm broadcasting live here on the Mixler app. I want to shout out to everybody that's listening live out there on your Saturday afternoon. But we are broadcasting here from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. And my God, is it a hot day here in Southern California? I am piping hot right now. I'm sitting in the air conditioning and my goodness trying to keep cool because I think it's going to be a, another one of those 90 to 100 plus days out there but I really appreciate you all tuning in here this afternoon I just want to thank you all for uh, you know joining us live here I know you've got some things going on there on your Saturday afternoon but hopefully you are relaxing now remember you can follow all the episodes of the show if you subscribe to our podcast there on iTunes you can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website over at cinemaafterdark.com. You've only got one requirement. You've got to have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. You've got to have something to talk about, and we value that for credibility. I also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone that this is an information and discussion-based show. We certainly do not censor ourselves, and my goodness, we do not censor our guests. Please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on the show here that may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. We want to make sure that this is an open platform for those to share their opinions now, we've got a great guest today, I should say. My goodness, I'm so used to doing this show at night that uh, I think I've been programmed to say that. But <laughs> this afternoon, by the name of Rod Hermanson, and let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Hermanson. Rod Hermanson, born and raised from a small town just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, very close to home there. He attended Robert Morris College, where he obtained his BSBA in accounting. In addition to his work in film, Rod has been working for American Airlines for 30 years and currently resides in Dallas, Texas. Now, Rod recently wrote, directed, and starred in a touching feature titled Coming Alone, a story that 
revolves around his life with his daughter. And that is a very interesting story. I'm looking forward to talking about that because it hits close to home as well. He's currently writing another movie titled An Eye for an Eye. Let me bring this gentleman on the program here. Rod, how's it going, sir? It's going great today. Thanks, Max. I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, my goodness. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. First and foremost, I have to tell you that, you know, it's nice having somebody that uh, is a local native there of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I uh, think it's always it's, good. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that uh, mm-hmm. we've got you on the program here this afternoon. I appreciate you hanging out. And again, shout out to everybody in the chat. If you have a question for Rod, feel free to drop that in the chat box there and we'll make sure we get that question over to him but i appreciate you guys tuning in here this afternoon but let's dive right in here sir and talk about you know your backstory and give our listeners some context where were you born and raised and how did you get started in this whole thing because i believe your story is rather interesting and it's very cool that you, know, you grew up in Coriopolis, which is a place that i'm quite familiar with yeah i i was born and raised there i moved uh, moved away about uh, 20 years ago, I played uh, baseball there with Robert Morse uh, real quick uh, with uh, Kevin Colbert, who's the yeah. general manager for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But anyway, I a um, uh, nice hometown. There's only about 3,000 people in it. Uh, there was only about 104 in my graduating class. As far <laughs> as the as far as the acting goes, the first really uh, you know good taste that I had that I wanted to do it. I was about nine. The Swickley Theater. I don't know if you've heard. You, oh yes, you, of course you've heard of Swickley. Absolutely. Well, they had a they had a theater there, and uh, I remember walking through the red velvet curtain and seeing this huge screen for the first time. And I and I said to myself, "Wow, how cool would that be to see yourself up on that?" Right. And I had the bug early, but you know, my father at the time, you know, because you know, I, I was kind of a ham, you know. He said <laughs> it's it, it's hard to get there from here being right. Coriopolis, you know, and he, you know, he kind of, you know, at first kind of steered me away from that thought process because, you know, he was an engineer, uh, you know, grinded out think, things like that. And the, the easy life, as he called it, uh, is like, doesn't come from here, you know? Right. So that was my first taste. And, um, so I always wanted to do it. And actually in college, after college, me and a friend were going to go out to LA, but we, you know, we got sidetracked, you know, as it happens. Absolutely. And absolutely. then, yeah. And then what happened is back in, uh, I started working for American Airlines in 87 and 89, I was moving out to LA again. Wow. And I met my ex-wife. <laughs> I should tell you the story right there. <laughs> and oh my. I stayed in, I stayed in Raleigh, Durham. So anyway, uh, I went around about, and about five years ago, I, I went back into it because obviously I'm not getting any younger. And I said, well, if it's, if I got to make the move, I got to do it now. And to be honest with you, it's, it's worked out pretty well so oh, far. That's fantastic. Wow. Quite a unique story there. It's interesting how families play a role in what we choose to do. And also what we choose not to do. I I know it's kind of hard for folks, I think, back east and certain generation of individuals to kind of see entertainment as a as a realistic opportunity. A lot of people didn't have that opportunity back then. so They don't really see that as a potential career. Right. It's a million miles away from where we were. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting. The people we watch on screen, there's not that connection there that I think that can be you. you Right. it's very interesting. But it's interesting, yeah. you, something you had mentioned, I know, off air about your father uh, was very touching when he passed. Would you mind sharing that? Something that he had said that I thought yeah. was pretty profound. 
Oh, yeah, it, it was. And it's, it's, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story and not cried, but, um, yeah. uh, about a week before his passing, <clears throat> uh, he, he never liked to talk about dying. And I had a lot of questions for him because, you know, he was still, you know, lucid. Right. And uh, so I asked him several questions and this and that. And then the final question I asked him, I said, Dad, I said, did you have any regrets? Wow. And he looked at me without any hesitation. And he said, no. And wow. he said, and I said, not one. He goes, no. He, and, and he listed off one thing after another that he had and he wanted and he had and he had. And he looks at me and he says, <clears throat> you know, I know there's something that you want to do. He says, you better go out and do it. Wow. And he says, because if you don't, you don't want to be sitting where I am right now looking back and saying, why didn't I try that? What's the worst that could have happened? You fail. Yeah. And I said, Dad, you know what? I, I promise I'll try it. And then I said, you know what? That's not good enough for him. And then I said, Dad, you know, I promise I'll do it. And he wow. inched his hand over, put it over top of mine. And he says, I believe you. And that's when I decided, you know, just to go for it <laughs> wow that's when you you dove right in there wow mm -hmm. that is a touching story to say the least yeah. for yeah. one a lot of people don't have that opportunity to have those kinds of conversations and i don't know it's just an honest honest conversation there right at a time that's very uh difficult uh to say Ooh. the least my goodness yeah it was it was it was tough it was it was tough but you know he he knew that i needed these answers to the questions um you know so i could carry on you know yeah without him yeah. wow you know? it's cool that you uh were able to ask them too as well because that's not easy either mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I, I think that uh think of my relationship with my father and that would be certainly a very difficult uh thing to ask for sure so yeah. it's kind of good that uh, you have to have that but i think it's for some reason i think that's kind of like closure wouldn't you agree oh absolutely hit it right on the uh, nail on the head there yeah. uh for him and me because i think uh, early on he kind of turned my head away from the acting and yeah. i think that uh that was something that he knew i i wanted and i just went in a different direction and he kind of reminded me hey you know you you want to do something you better think about it Oh my, that is powerful stuff. That's profound right there, Rod. In fact, oh, yeah. that's, that's the first time I think I never cried, but then again, <laughs> nobody's in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that's okay. And you know what? I tell you one thing, that's material for a movie right there in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's life. That's real talk. And I appreciate right. you, uh, you know, sharing that story with our listeners, because I'm sure there's others out there that have experienced similar, even myself to a certain degree. And again, shout out to everybody that's listening to this live right now. It's great to see your faces there in the chat if you have a question for rod feel free to ask it now i want to switch gears here rod was mm -hmm. getting kind of we we're getting kind of emotional there my goodness okay we can't mm -hmm. we can't have that <laughs> yeah it'll, uh, it'll, it's, talk it's, about my movie it'll go back, so. <laughs> yeah i want to i want to dive into that but a couple things there you mentioned that you had uh played baseball with uh kevin colbert which is awesome and for folks right. that are listening again he's the general manager for the pittsburgh steelers and a very popular face in uh the uh, pittsburgh area Right. Robert Morris baseball. It, 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 oh, like we played baseball together for a couple of years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. The year after he graduated, he coached us. So, it, which was kind of nice. And that's how he got his start. He helped the basketball team. And then the next thing you know, he was a scout, I think, for the Detroit Lions. Then he came over to the Steelers for a scout. Wow. And then he just worked his way up. Yeah, that now is. he's the top dog. Yeah, it's so fascinating to hear that because I've heard bits and pieces of his story and read a little bit about it online. But it's nice to talk to somebody that uh, kind of uh, was in the same space as him, same playing field as him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
and he's a nice guy yeah, too, I was gonna man, ask which, is, which makes it all much that much better you know oh, that's fantastic but i think some people you can kind of get a vibe from and uh i don't think he'd be with the the steelers if he wasn't you know he didn't have that vibe it's such a good good organization oh for sure yeah, it's yeah because the Rooney's don't put up with a, a whole lot yeah. and he he does matter of fact the premiere of my movie coming home up in pittsburgh he came to two months ago oh my you're kidding me yeah. oh we got to yeah. talk about that we're gonna get to that in a second okay mm, sure, sure can't wait to talk about that you also had a radio show time with timmy yeah uh what was that like you had a uh, you worked with another uh, actress on that right yeah i did I, yeah. I i do this voice this this silly voice and we call it timmy yeah my real name is jimmy but i can't pronounce the j so it's Timmy. So everything with a J came out with a T and it, it's a certain voice that I do. And, and, uh, you know, when I speak in that voice, I can be like really funny, yeah. you know, as opposed to just talking regular. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and so, so me and my friend, we decide, Hey, let's have a radio show. We'll, we'll invite some, you know, like, like you're doing, we'll right. invite some guests up here, some actors, some directors, and we'll just talk with them, have some laughs and you know just make fun and you know get our name out there a little bit that's good stuff do you still do that at all you still do that no yeah no i throw out some timmy clips on my facebook page okay every once in a while okay. I'll, I'll do timmy timmy on uh working out or <laughs> timmy on on the cnn or something like that you know? right right and uh and it's, you know I'll, I'll make it a minute long just because people's attention spans aren't that long you know yeah, that's that so true that's so so true <laughs> <laughs> you know you could do that on a youtube channel now <laughs> yeah i'm thinking about it because a lot of people love love the uh, my timmy clips yeah so i don't overwhelm them with it i just you know yeah so it's oh, pretty my. good maybe maybe you'll get to experience one of them <laughs> <laughs> i would love that that is awesome now let's talk about yeah. the industry for a bit let's dive in and talk about this acting thing and writing and directing is there anything that you wish you would have known prior to starting this you know, because I'm sure there are many lessons that you've learned, but is there anything that sticks out that you'd like to share? Uh, before writing my movie or just starting the acting? Generally itself? speaking, yeah. And maybe both, if you were willing to share both. Well, uh, the one thing that I tell people now is if, if it's something you want to do, you really have to A, go after it. Yeah. And B, B you have to have some thick skin because you're going to get a lot of no's. When you go to acting class, like anyone will tell you, you've got to leave your ego at the door and you got to be willing to be, you know, told that, hey, you're not that good. You got to get better or this stinks and things like that. But the biggest thing is to get moving, to get started. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I did. You know, I my my first foot, I said, just go to an acting class. And fortunately, the class that I went to, I met two people there that kind of propelled me into a few other people and it's all in the hands you shake as right. you as you well know oh yes it's all about who you know and the hands you shake and it's not just about who you know it's about the relationships with those individuals and you know forming oh, sure. good relationships with those individuals so true right. absolutely well yeah you have to you have to realize that uh, it, this is not a me me business yeah. you know not to say you have to kiss up to anybody but you know you, you have to be personable you have to be liked and people can tell when you're fake and when you're real absolutely uh, you know so you know and and it's uh you know it it was a blessing for me because i was always a people person right so right yeah let's talk about acting for a little bit here and then i want to get into talking about coming home you've done a lot of projects here so you're pretty uh, well decorated here your imdb is just insane i want to talk about some of the recent work that you've done maybe we can kind of touch base on some of the projects that you've been in or recently completed i know there's been several that have been recently uh, completed here within the mm -hmm. last year i think you know maybe we'll start with whoever knew 
if you wouldn't mind talking about no 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 problem uh, whoever knew is just a little short short right. that uh, he's not even totally finished with it but it's about a mother who uh has to support her child you know via the pr- prostitution and and i'm the i'm the girl's father ironically it's you know there's a pull between I'm trying to pull her away from her mom and her mom's trying to pull her away from me because I don't want her being associated with that lifestyle. All right. And so there's kind of a little bit of a struggle there. And, it, you know, it, it pretty much uh, it's based on a, a story from the director. His friend actually, you know, went through that. His mom wow. was <laughs> My God. his mom's prostitute. So My um, God. no joke. Wow. Yeah. So there's a personal story there. So that's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. How did you meet the director on that? Well, that one, just an audition. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. he, uh, he called me up and we got to talking and, you know, I came down and I, you know, gave him a little audition. He liked it. And, uh, you know, I've been pretty good on the, uh, the face to face auditions. Um, yeah. I, I would, my percentage is probably higher than a lot, a lot of others. And once again, I think it's, it's how you come across body language and everything. Video auditions are very tough. I was just going to ask that. This, yeah. It just, they, they, you know, it's, it's hard to catch somebody's, like, I don't want to say uh, get deep, but aura about yeah. them, yeah. you know, you over, over a video. Because you know what? I think when it comes to that point, it comes about all the look. That's I mean, so you true. Can be a, yeah, you know, you could be a decent actor, but the look, I think, is, you know, what they're after. Right, right. That is true. Uh, I've always, I've heard mixed feelings on that, you know, with, with actors. Yeah. I've heard some love it, some hate it. And I can see why on both sides that it uh, can be frustrating sometimes. And sure. that's something that I'm always consciously aware of, too, as somebody who has had video auditions myself and who has um, obviously had those in-person uh, face-to-faces. I, I feel the same way. You don't have that connection when you have that video audition. Right. Not, not the same way, although there are people who do that very well, too. So I right. like I like it because it's convenient. You know, some people think it's convenient for the actor. Some people don't think it is. It's an interesting mixed bag there, but it's interesting hearing right. your, your perspective of that. Now, what about uh, the Lime light the limelight uh that was that's another project that's kind of still in the works yeah it's like an interesting film that's a little bit part i had in that one a friend of mine asked you know to help him out a little bit oh, with with the, some things not 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 a bigger one on my uh on my list there right, of, right. of movies and like 99 percent of the stuff that's on my i mdb is is things that i've done right. i mean i've uh, i've got myself not through an agent so it's basically out of hustle is uh and meeting like you say the right people that got me on to other projects but uh, you got to keep your eyes open right and once again you've got to be a good person for somebody else to turn you on to something else or otherwise you know you know how that goes nobody's going to recommend you if you're a total yeah bag, you know <laughs> absolutely i hear you on that remember folks if you have a question here for rod feel free to uh you know ask and we will uh, plug that in how about geostorm that's actually kind of an interesting yeah that's coming out uh, yeah. next that's with gerard butler yeah and that's that's a that's a big big money project. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple, uh, you know, just that's just a little supporting thing. I, I I've got a couple of little spots in there. Uh, nothing serious. It was nice to you know rub shoulders with the guy on a few scenes, but it wasn't like I say one of one of my bigger right. you know roles as far as you know acting and 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 talking. The first one that I had lines in was uh, Carter High. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's based on a true story of the 1988 the Carter High football yep. team where a bunch of the guys were robbing stores. Yeah. And these were these guys were going to Division One schools on scholarships, full rides, and instead they went to jail yeah. <clears throat> just because they're picking up some pennies, right. you know. But I was blessed. I was in uh, Mockingjay, the, yeah, Mockingjay. Uh, the last with uh, I, I walked by Jennifer Lawrence a few times. Now, yeah. obviously, I was just an extra role, but I got to tell you, I was in a couple of you know scenes just walking by her, and that was that was that was huge. There was thirteen hundred extras that day. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Insanity. Thirteen hundred yeah. extras. My God. <laughs> yeah, you got to know where to stand. So when I came out, when I came out, and I saw where the uh, the stand-in was, yeah, that's where I went over. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. How do you land yeah. most of your work, though? Is it through auditions? Obviously, you're in Dallas, right? So what has been kind of the method of your madness? Well, a lot of them, I've got some actors access. Awesome. Uh, other friends, uh, you know, that just, you know, turn me on to it. There's a thing called My Casting File, that which I believe is all over. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. pick, pick the cities that you want to work in. Now, say, I work with American Airlines, so for me, I, I can fly to a lot of places, which makes it obvious and makes it easy. Oh, that's awesome me to uh you know do a lot more than say most people would yeah i was just going to talk about that too i'm kind of curious how that played out you know with the uh the association with american airlines if mm. you were able to fly in and out of cities rather easily and you're obviously used to flying and god it right. just kind of works out perfectly you can you know live wherever and, and still make yeah. it to audition yes yeah. it's awesome i tell you what it's probably the perfect job if you want to be an actor it's the perfect job Wow. Uh, but, you know, being that you have seniority, because I can call my shots, I can I can get rid of my trips, I can pick up trips. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's just perfect. It's a perfect job for me anyway, but, right. but for the acting, it's been great. Right. You've been doing that for 30 years, right? Right. That's insanity. That is so mm-hmm. cool. My God. <laughs> That's outstanding. Wow. Telling me. Very, very cool. <laughs> See, you're free. You have probably millions of miles accumulated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can say that. My God. It's been a good job. Oh, that, that's wonderful. Now, coming home, let's talk about this. This is a feature you wrote, directed, and starring. Would you mind telling our listeners what this film is about? And this story is very personal. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Uh, not at all. About 70% of this story is true. About you know, about a, two years ago, I would say, I, I woke up. I was actually hoping, you know, there'd be some auditions on Facebook. And I was just, you know, like, like laying there. And, and I got to thinking, you know, when I was younger, I used to write some great stories. Now, the punctuation and grammar was horrible but <laughs> the story itself got an a but everything else brought it down to a c <laughs> but right. i don't know what it what came across me i i, I just sold my house so i had some extra money and I, and I was just sitting there thinking what can i do to promote myself what can i do and so i started thinking hey write your own movie and you star in it right, right. so so i started thinking what am i mm. passionate about you know and you know, obviously my daughter uh, i'm, I'm softball because you know i played professional softball and all my friends i played with my family so i started thinking and thinking now i have now my situation with my daughter i've been kind of estranged from her um, since about seven years ago Mm. the ex put put some distance between me and her not as far as where they live just you know how that without getting into it let's let's just say that it was strained right and so that's unfortunate um when she was 11 she stopped coming over my house Mm. and it was like you know she passed on right you know because there's a saying out there that there's our parents who mourn the loss of a child who's still alive and i was i was one of those parents Mm. now so i i started thinking about this movie you know and i'm thinking well i started teaching her softball and she was so good she was i you know i honestly thought she was going to be the best 
you know, softball player in the, in the country. But right after we started, she quit. Ah. So in the movie, mm-hmm. what I did is uh, I made her the best softball player in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and at, at the time, you know, in the movie, she, you know, she turned 16 and she develops this problem in her leg. Hmm. And as the movie progresses and the games progress, the problem in her leg persists. I see. And so what happens is, is um, the end of the movie, not to give it away, not that it's going to be out on every theater anyway. Anyway, the correlation between the movie and my life was at the end of this movie, my daughter passes. Oh, my. Because it felt like... It, it was just like I felt when she stopped coming over, when she stopped gotcha. saying I love you and stopped when I didn't say any good mornings or good nights anymore. It right. was like one day I was a father and the next day I wasn't. Right. You know, in the movie, mm. uh, we uh, like I said, 70 percent of it is true about the things that we did together and said together. And what my mom said to her on my mother was on that on her hospice bed right. and my daughter was six years old. And uh, she goes to my daughter, she goes, you know, I know you don't understand this, but it's not dying that bothers me. It's the fact that I'm not going to get to see you grow up. Right. And I went, oh, my gosh. That's deep. (laughs) Oh, man. So in the movie, what I did is when she passes, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a thing like she's going to heaven and she's all of a sudden now that six year old girl in a softball uniform and my parents uh, appear out of a bright light to get her oh wow you know yep. and so it, she she shows up with the softball uniform on and, and signaling hey i grew up to be a pretty good softball player right, right you know so now my mom gets to see her grow up wow did you use that line in the movie by the way yeah yeah it's yes. such a powerful uh, uh yeah. piece of dialogue there mm-hmm. my god what a profound story Right. Well, I've had I've had um, uh, two showings, so uh, two pre- premieres so far, about 500 people. And there's nobody that left the theater dry eyed. Let's put it right. that way. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's of course, I'm a little partial, but uh, it's right. a good movie. You know, it, it, there's a lot of comedy in it, too. And I incorporate my brother in it. Uh, and he he's funny. And the guy that portrayed him, uh, he stole the show as far as I'm concerned. I said, man, you made me look bad. Right. Right. <laughs> my goodness. My emotion. My emotional scenes in it were real because I didn't have to think far to feel the pain. Wow. You know? Wow. Uh, One question, well, several questions that I have about this, obviously, was, I mean, this was definitely a a bit therapeutic, I would imagine, to write. Yes, absolutely. I feel like, and there are are films that I'm working on right now that uh, will probably serve as therapy, too, as well. I feel sometimes that's what drives creative people to produce their best work, their work that resonates with other people, because oftentimes there are others that are going through that experience with them. Right. We can meet in that platform. It exposes some of the things that we're going through, but doesn't expose us. I would say it's kind of like it's our voice uh, that connects us. It's kind of the glue that binds us. Now, given that this was therapeutic, do you feel that this is a personal question? Do you feel that maybe some of the feelings you had were, uh, being suppressed were silenced by the situation and this was your opportunity to kind of express some of those feelings with through the film oh, it, absolutely it, you know one of the reasons why i did it was hopefully when my daughter would see it yeah she would get it right you know mm-hmm. 
but you know she she's still too young she's 18 now but she's you know she saw it about a year or so ago but she still doesn't get the connection to how Mm -hmm. if you see me in the movie and and the emotions that go through me i mean people when we were doing it on set the people on set were crying wow yeah i mean because it was it was real it was you know you know it was real but i wrote it i would have to say for a a number of reasons because i you know i wanted to start a movie for one and one I wanted my daughter to see that, you know, this this is kind of what I went through when, when you stop coming over. <laughs> oh, can hear you loud and clear with that. can hear you loud and clear with that. Relationships are the same way often, too, because I think a lot of films are made on relationships, which is what this is about, actually. It's about you know, the relationship that you have with your daughter. And, sure. uh, you know, even romantic relationships are very much the same way, too. I think a lot of people uh, feel that there are uh, some words have been left unsaid put it that mm-hmm. way uh, yeah. so it's a really powerful way to to really create a story to structure a story uh, around this personal experience uh, yeah it was unique a lot you know don't get me wrong it i mean it's it was my first movie and there's you know obviously it's you know has some some faults but i mean overall it, it, it there's a good story there you right. know and it was entertaining you know yeah so I tried to keep it a little bit of both. I tried to keep it a little light in some places. But in the bottom line is, you know, for me, that story was 70% true. For some yeah. people, it was 100% true. Right. Because they mm-hmm. go through that with their child dying yeah. and things like that. And, you know, because a lot of people came up to me afterwards and, you know, and they say, I feel your pain, you know. Yeah. And um, they knew without me saying anything what I was going through. Right. Right. Yeah. By the way, we've got a question from the chat from right. Chris. He asked. Was it a difficult process picking the actor to play the role of your daughter? No, it wasn't uh, at all. Because I tell you what, I got I got kind of lucky. I don't know if anyone out there has heard of Alex from Target. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's in my movie. Yeah. Oh my, good stuff. I <laughs> yeah. didn't recognize that. Well, wow. He's yeah. You know his stories. Well, real yeah. quick, his story. You got a picture taken next day. He's on the Ellen Show, and ba boom. Anyway, he knew this girl Chelsea Linder, uh, who's out in Hollywood. She has a little thing on uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Chelsea's channel, and he said, "Why don't you uh, audition her?" And you know, so I talked to her. I, you know, she's still out in California. Sent me a little video, and she's blonde, blue eyed, just like my daughter. <laughs> and I said, "The most importantly, can you play softball? Because I can't you be the best." player in the country and you you can't throw a softball and <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and, and she said yes so i took a shot on her and she came out and i think she did a heck of a job oh fantastic you know wow. yeah very yeah. cool shout out to chris uh anyone who has a question feel free to ask i appreciate that question there chris in the chat yes, let's, thanks, talk, chris. let's talk about that casting process too what was that like for you because you know it's quite a hefty cast you have here what was that process yeah. like for you well, I, I got lucky, uh, like I said, with Alex from Target, because at the time, one of the girls, her name's uh, Normita, she was it's a casting person. And I told her, hey, look, I'm looking for certain things and this and that. She called me up and she asked me, I said, have you heard of Alex from Target? And I said, yeah, I've heard of him. I said, I can't <laughs> afford him. You know, and, she, and, 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 you know, and she goes, well, listen, he needs he needs an acting job. I mean, mm-hmm. I said, I can give him a hundred bucks a day or something like that, you know, right. and uh she goes, I'll, I'll get him to take it because he needs some credits. Now, meanwhile, he's going for two and three thousand dollars a day appearance fees. Yeah, right. OK, mm-hmm. it's insane. He was bagging gr- groceries one day yep. and, then, and then the next day, two, three thousand dollars appearance. It's crazy how your life can change, right? And, Amazing. and the reason why we got that is some guy didn't show up for work. 
And so he had to go up front. And it wow. just so happened that girl came by, took a picture of him right. within that 30 minute period. Crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, so, yeah. so I got lucky with him. He turned me on to the girl who played my uh, daughter. Right. And the other actors, Carl Bailey, uh, Carl. a big actor here in Dallas. Yeah. He's got a lot of credits and he's, he's, uh, he was good. He used to coach softball for girls for about 10 or 12 years. Oh, fantastic. So, so he I, fit right I, in as the coach. Oh, perfect. He right. was, he, he, me and him had a chemistry there. If you wow. see the movie, you, you could tell a lot of it wasn't acting. I mean, uh, it, it was just you natural. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plan. That's so I got lucky right. with a lot of the roles. Oh my good stuff. He had a pretty big yeah. cast there. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how I was working with the children. Was that very difficult? Or was it hard to cut? Because I know they have certain rules that you have to follow with that. You can only right. shoot for a certain amount of hours and yada, yada. Well, the, the, the little girl that played my six-year-old daughter, she wasn't in that many scenes. So it really didn't take a whole lot, uh, a lot of time. Yeah. The other girls, the softball players were all ranged at, from 14 to 20, but they all looked like 15 or 16. Yeah. <laughs> I actually made I actually made one phone call and this guy said, I, "How many teams do you need?" I said, "I need six teams to play against." And he goes, I'll, "I'll get them." Oh, that's awesome! Wow, <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Oh, was fantastic! Crazy. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Now you were able to finance the film. You said you had some money left over. Was the financing part of it difficult? Yes, because most of it was my money. I yeah. mean, ninety-five percent of it, and I only budgeted like like say two inches worth of money, and and it cost me five inches. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and <laughs> yeah, I went, I oh my goodness. But hey, once I got halfway through it, there was no turning back. So. Right, right. By the way, how'd you meet your producers? You know, obviously, Carl and Nikki. Carl, it's an interesting story. I was on a, a set of Parkland, which was the behind the scenes of uh, JFK. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, Paul Giamatti was in there, Billy Bob Thornton. I met him and Zach Efron, all the. the and so me and, and Carl were uh, Texas Rangers. Wow. And we just met on the set one day. And just hit it off, and you know, the rest uh, was good guy, very personable, and um, you know, he just, you know, one thing led to another, and he, he sets me up on some jobs. I set him up on some jobs. Matter of fact, the table read I have after this, he's going to be at. So. Oh, fantastic! With <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, shout out to uh, Carl, pretty cool how that yeah. worked out. Uh, yes, too, he's a well. great guy. Yeah, yeah. Looks like you had a couple DPs for this, uh, Michael and Wes. Yeah, what was yeah. It? and Wes uh, also was the uh, editor on the film, too, as well. Right, well, that. the first couple of guys I had that filmed the actual movie, uh, I can't really say a lot of good things. Oh, they, yeah. They kind, of, they, kind of, they kind of threw me under the bus there. Once I got the money, they just yes. didn't care anymore. And so Wes, Wes Sutton, now, on the other hand, he, he's the savior in this because he edited it. Well, I edited the softball scenes mm -hmm. that I got left, and he edited the rest. And I'd never done that. Yeah, I don't have the machine. I had to go and pick the baseball scenes and put them together and give them to him, and he had to extract it. Right. But he did it. He did it basically for nothing because he he saw the movie. He saw the potential. Right. right. And when we put together, you know, plus when these guys gave me the footage back, mm -hmm. they deleted forty percent of it. Wow. Yeah. What? So, yeah. My yeah. God. How did yeah, you so, deal with that? Well, we like I said, we had one screening, so we had a movie. Mm -hmm. So I, when I went through what he gave me, there was still plenty of enough stuff to, to put the, you know, put it together right. Okay. And plus, mm -hmm. we filmed like two two new scenes to wow. add to it. So yeah, they. Uh, Man. 
yeah they bent me over <laughs> my god that's brutal yeah literally i mean that's yeah that's unfortunate yeah you hear about those stories and i don't think people on the outside sometimes realize how much work goes into making a film how many things oh can go gosh. wrong how many things need to go right my god oh my goodness and then how often you have to like figure out a way to make it work that's at any right. stage of the process, really. Yeah, like I said, my personally, I probably have 700 hours into that thing, and the movie's an hour and 30 minutes long. And when it's over, you're thinking, what? It should be longer, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. Was that one of the most challenging part of the process for you, you know, dealing with that kind of adversity? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, people, you need to pick the right people. you got to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. And, you know, rookie mistake. But sometimes so, you don't know, though. It's one of those things where you, anybody can turn out to be uh, somewhat of an ass. You just never know sometimes. <laughs> you just yes. never know. But, uh, yeah. No, you don't. It's, it's one of those things that's part of this whole creative process. You just never know. You don't know. And, and you know what? It's like you say, you know, you get what you kind of pay for. True. But, hope, you know, hopefully hope somebody would. Well, you know, when you're in this business, you try to give your best no matter what aspect of this business you're in. If you're in it on the F. Uh, you know, the DP side, yeah. you should give your best because it's your reputation. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so it's a, it's a collaborative effort that has to come together and come right on the screen. Because if you show up at the premiere and the thing stinks and you edited it and you did this, you know, like, what does that say about your work and who's going to hire you? Yep. Absolutely. So true. By the way, th uh, Chris says, thanks for answering that question oh. there in, well, the, in the chat. Uh, well, I appreciate so you. Let you know that. Uh, Thank you. Said thank you for that. And what has been the most rewarding part of the process for you? Because obviously this is such a personal story. You know, you've sacrificed quite a bit here to tell this story. What's been, you know, the most rewarding part of this thing? The most rewarding is when I took it up to Pittsburgh two months ago and I showed it to my family and friends. There was about 125, 150 people there. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> for them to see me on the big screen, because that that was always been my dream is for my family to see me, yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 and that was I, the highlight there. No, no doubt. Right. Uh, we we had the best time. Um, it, it was that was without a doubt uh, the best feeling I had. Uh, it, it, it'd be tough to beat that one. Oh, salute to that. We share a common dream there. I've. I've always wanted to bring a movie back to Pittsburgh or film in Pittsburgh too, as well. Right. That'd be like a oh god, that's such a goal of mine. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'll see if that manifests. I tell you what, though, it's it's nice to have an opportunity to, you know, sacrifice, create the content, and then have family and those around you, uh, you know, watch it with you. That's right. That's something special. That puts it all together. It was. My sure, it, it, it was. Because, you know, you only hear things, you know, when you're in Pittsburgh, I live in Dallas, you only see the things on Facebook and this and that. And, yeah. and um, you know, you know, they take you, they take you serious right. after that, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, what's, uh, you know, with the screenplay, how long did that take you to write this story? When did you start writing it, too? Something I wanted well, to ask you earlier. No, no problem. It's two years. I actually, when I was sitting on the couch there that morning thinking about the story, I pretty much had it in my head in about four hours. Wow. I think it probably took me a week. I was so pumped up on it. My God. I mean, I had like a renewed energy in life. It felt like, man, I had a purpose, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, I was I was struggling. I was uh, with my, my daughter and, and things that were going on. And man, I needed I needed something. And, and yeah. that was it, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I attacked it. And, and believe it or not, within two months of writing it, we filmed it. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> within two months. That's insanity. That's great. Yeah, that's I good know. And I had to, you know, get the uniforms and do all that and get the field. 
Yeah. I was very fortunate. Flower Mound High School gave me their field to use. Oh, nice. So, yeah, there was, you know, a lot of pieces fell into place right as we were driving along. And it, uh, yeah, you made it happen. Made it happen. Yeah. My God. Now, does this film have a message? Well, yeah, a couple of things. One, one guy asked me that, and I said, it, it, you know, one is life is short. Yeah. There, there's no two ways around it. I said, you, you need to appreciate every day uh, that, that you have, and especially with those that you love. Yeah. You know, boy, and i tell you what, I, the other one just eluded me there for a second. Oh, no worries. This, yeah. The second message. But uh, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. But yeah, it, you have to appreciate what's in front of you. Right. Because it, it'll, be, it'll be over. Like my dad said, it'll be over before you know it. Right, right. It's kind of nice you know? that you were able to do what he sort of inspired you to do. Right. And accomplish right. that. And I, and I think that's a work in progress. Obviously, you're not done, but mm -hmm. at least uh, you were able to kind of meet that challenge. Right. Well, you know, when I, when I was talking to the people before the movie, uh, one of the things I said, the last things I said, I said, I said, I made a promise to my dad. And I yeah. said, and then ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you my promise. Right. Right. <laughs> so it was pretty heavy. My goodness. Now, how can people watch this film? Are you submitting it to festivals? I know you, you know, you recently premiered. Are you looking for distribution? Is it going to be available via, you know, the streaming uh, services? We're talking that over right now. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're going to su uh, submit it uh, to some festivals. I've got a couple of people that, uh, you know, to take a look at the distributing side. I'm going to try to uh, see what my best outlet would be. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Because, you know, it's like I said, it's first time movie. It's got its great parts and it's got its little, you know, if you had a director's hat on it, you could pick it apart, of course. Right. But mm -hmm. nobody, nobody, you know, in, in the audience of Pittsburgh, not to say that they're ignorant or anything, but, you know, they don't know the business. They're not going to see the little, you know, things that we'll pick up as we're watching the movie, you know. Yeah, that's with every movie, though. You know, there's there's no perfect movie. It's it's you know, right. there's, there's always something you could pick. It's like there's no perfect person. There's you can nitpick forever. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, right. it comes down to the story is to resonate with the, mm -hmm. the audience, and that's what it's all about, right there. At least right. in my opinion, that's what it's right. all about. I mean, you know, we we, can, we may put it. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent there. We, we may put it on uh, YouTube. We haven't really decided what might be the best route. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. exposure is my thing. Absolutely, I'd like for people to see the movie because it, I think it's a great story. But let's let's be honest with uh, on I, I want to promote myself. Yeah, that's the whole reason of doing it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see people to see my acting and say, wow, I like that guy. What's his name? Where's his number? And, you know, I, I need to get a hold of him. Because, you know, that's we're not in this business to stay in the corner or to hide. Truth. Right. You know, we, we want to be seen and right. maybe and do bigger projects. Right. That's so true. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to discuss while I have you on air? And is there any other projects that you'd like to discuss? I know you're writing another film titled an eye for an eye. Did you want to talk about that briefly? Yeah, I, I started writing this uh, about four or five months ago, but I got so involved with, with the first movie, I yeah. kind of put it on hold. It's I, I have a you know like an eight nine year old daughter, mm -hmm. and um, and in this movie, my uh, I'm a police officer at first, but see, my dad owned a business. But little when my dad passed, he told me that a certain individual was uh, shaking him down for money. Wow. So it goes, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Somebody steal my story. Oh, no, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what genre but, is this then? We'll, we'll start with that. Is it a drama? Is it a thriller? Uh, it'll be a little, action? I think a little bit of a both. Yeah. It'll be a lot of action. Nice. 
yeah so it'll be definitely along those lines okay okay. you know another personal Uh, story nice yeah it's uh it's gonna be i think it's gonna be good yeah yeah how far are you in the writing process i'm about halfway done oh my but now that my movie's complete i can you know devote my time to it right right good stuff do you have yourself in mind as a lead and certain role (laughs) you know i had to ask i had to ask (laughs) kind of a given but you never know Uh, sure deal right yeah Yeah, good stuff you know you know how that goes oh yeah well, you're out in la you, you you know a lot of people and you know who knows once uh, i get this uh the the final copy because we're sending the, the movie coming home i'll get i'll get you one out to oh you. god i would love that okay cool we'll, we'll talk about that off air for sure okay yeah <laughs> because yeah, uh, that's uh i, I definitely want to check it out my goodness we have folks in the chat who want to check it out too as yeah. well so yeah, That'd be great. And keep us posted on ways that that can be accessed. First of all, I think it's uh, pretty awesome that you make it made a film that's a father-daughter story because you see so many father-son stories. The father-daughter relationship dynamic, I think, is quite interesting. And it's cool that you made a film about that because oftentimes, too, I feel this way. And I don't know, maybe it's just, I don't know. I, I just feel this way. I feel like that, that father-son, father-daughter dynamic is often excluded from films it's not it's not included in uh you know in our mainstream sometimes in our commercials so mm-hmm. i i think it's really important that we make films that discuss that relationship that revisit that relationship because it's I so agree. important and you know you obviously you see a lot of films that are more so about you know mothers and their and their children but obviously the fathers play such a big role too in the household and i often feel mm-hmm. like that is excluded even though film is primarily dominated by men it's right. there's stories right. out there that i feel that aren't very popular or selected as popular stories in the mainstream so right it's cool well that you, you know what's 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 important too. the you know if you're listening uh, listeners out there if you're this way is you have to understand a child needs both parents right mm-hmm. it, uh, you know and a, a daughter needs her father and a son needs the mother you know they need them both and it's okay if the child loves both of them it's all right you know you don't have to take all the love right you know totally agree and because it hurts and it's not right and so it divides families and that can be a very uh, unfortunate um it's amazing how children are put in the middle of that sometimes whether it's deliberately or indeliberately you know obviously you know children are put in the middle of that and and not just children the whole family is impacted by that kind of dynamic so oh absolutely the whole uh, dynamic of the family is is uh uh, is changed and and and, you know two mature adults can push that aside for the child because because like my child turned 18 and it was it it was over you know all that all that stuff for what right right it's not worth it at the end of the day like you said life is short it right. really is. Yeah. You, know, oh, you know, all you need to do is just share. You don't have to go crazy. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we got to continue to tell stories, you know, write stories. That's why film is so powerful. Right. You got to have a voice and share that voice because there's so many people that are probably going through similar circumstances. And, it, you know, oh, some, yeah. and film often brings us back to the essence of our values and the real talk. What's, what's life really about? This is relationships. My goodness. Right. 
Now, yeah, you're absolutely right there. And they, like, you know, I had people come up to me after the movie. Yeah. You know, the, the one lady, this one lady, her, her little boy, you know, actually passed on about a year ago. So it really hit home with her. And um, and she gave me the biggest hug. She looked at me and she goes, your daughter's alive, isn't she? And I said, yes. <laughs> she right. goes, then there's still hope. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's. That's a profound statement, too. <laughs> and yeah. that's true. That's, yeah. that's the reality of it. Uh, that's that's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. Hopefully, she'll have she an opportunity just... to watch it again. And some of the conversation I think that you're having there uh, in the film will resonate with her. Yeah, I believe I believe it will. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, even even other people, you know, it, in the movie, I talk about, um, you know, the one one of the girls asked me, uh, why haven't you dated or why don't? Because I said I wanted to put my daughter first. And mm-hmm. I knew that one day I wasn't going to be first in her life. Wow. And and I wanted her to know that she was first in my life. Right. And she she would never doubt that. My and um, yeah, it's good. It's got some good stuff in it. My goodness. Mm. <laughs> well, folks, certainly be on the lookout for that. And we are approaching the end of the program here. And I like to ask my guests to share a little bit of advice. Maybe there's somebody that's listening to this right now. Maybe there's somebody that's, you know, obviously trying to figure this out. Is there any advice you would give somebody who may not have the resources or maybe they need, you know, the uh, the self-esteem to uh, start this whole entertainment thing? Any advice you'd give that individual that's listening right now? No yeah. matter where it is, just start, you know. You have to, you know, like Zig Ziglar said, the longest journey begins with a single step and it's true. Right. You have to get an acting class now, but don't be, don't spend a lot of money on pictures. You don't need, if somebody's asking you for money, run, yep. you don't need, you don't need to dish out a lot of money. Right. Get an acting class, start, you know, building a network of friends mm-hmm. at, that, you know, that you can get on Facebook with and then some acting, you know, uh, sites. Right. And cause you don't need a lot of money to get in to be extras and this and that because that's how i got to to where you know i did all extra work and then all of a sudden now i got speaking lines on tv and then i got a speaking line in uh, the theaters but i had to start somewhere start small and finish big that's all you know footprints become uh, leaps and you start running can be they can be you never know absolutely Right. Uh, you know, I, you know, if it doesn't go anywhere and if uh, it stopped right now for me, of course, I, you know, I would be uh, bummed about it, but I wouldn't be because I, I did what I set out to do. Salute to that. You know, right. so now I just, you know, I got to this part. Now I said, OK, I want to go a little bit further, you know, but if you're going to do it, do it. Yep. Go for it. That's so true. Yeah. So and, simple and yet so true. Lumps. Absolutely. Take the lumps because you're going to get lumps. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of them, too. Let me tell you, my God, it's not easy. Yeah. And I've got to do something here to you, Rod, that I do to all of my guests. And I hate to do this to you. You've been so fantastic. We've we've discussed so much here, and I I have to do this to you. And I'm going to give you eh, an option to kind of uh, opt out of it. It's it's something that I I, uh, have to do, though. It's um, can't tell you much about it, but I can tell you that it will be a rather strange experience. You want to opt out. No, I, I tell you what, I'm having a little hard time hearing you. Oh, my goodness. I want to do something here to you. It's something that I do to all of my guests here, Rod, and I can't promise that it'll be pretty. It's something that I'm going to give you an opportunity to opt out on. But Yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. So you just dive right in, huh? You just you have to. My goodness. You didn't even hesitate there. I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't even think twice about it. I mean, you just want to dive into this, right? You just you just want to you want to experience this, huh? You have to, you, you know, it's free to listen. 
<laughs> all right. Well, all right. I'm going to hold on a second. Let me just give you one more second. Take a second here. Think about what could happen here. You can opt out at any given moment. Are you sure yeah. you want to go through with this? Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. I can't believe. <laughs> no. <laughs> what you, a, you have it's it's a, is it a series of questions or? actually th this is the part of the show where i ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves all that for this right <laughs> all that build fact? up for this yes a fun fact now rod this can't be any old fun fact this has to be something that people don't know about you and i'm gonna leave the spotlight on you something that people listening will find out about you once they listen to this podcast fun fact huh. oh boy <laughs> i mean hey i have no problem answering the question i was just thinking you know what what can i possibly say there's just you know a fun fact yeah uh well i'm well it's not that much exciting but i'm a pretty good singer oh <laughs> no that's actually pretty cool how about something that's embarrassing you know, from the chat, somebody asks, you have a fun, embarrassing fact. <laughs> fun, embarrassing fact. Um, yeah, I do. I went to uh, one of my college baseball games, and I had to go to the restroom really bad. Okay? <laughs> uh oh, oh okay? my. Uh, you, you stop me if it's too much. Oh, no, anyway, there's no such thing. <laughs> this is a, it's a nine-inning baseball game. Now, I had to go to the restroom and not the front end. Okay. Oh but no! Once I got to the field, I got so excited I forgot I had to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> so anyway, after the game, I get in the car and I'm only in the car about five seconds, and I'm driving on the highway, and and it and it hits, and it says, "Oh," and it goes, "Now, no, it's a, now, oh it's no," a, you know what I mean? That is a so explosion, right is what I call it. <laughs> 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 How did you recover from that? That is brutal. Oh, oh, it, oh it was, it was, it was, it was tough. But, oh, jeez. Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, that's the truth. Everybody's had that happen. You know, you've, no. you know, you kind of, uh, kind of out, and uh, you can feel it. You know, you feel the bubble guts hitting you there, and oh my goodness, and all of a sudden it's a full blown explosion. Oh, oh my. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't no like, oh well, I'll take the next exit. <laughs> no, jeez, that's the worst. <laughs> no. Oh no, my goodness. It, out here in LA, you hope not to have that in traffic. My God, it's just uh, oh yeah, it's brutal. Oh, you could, you, the car wouldn't be moving that far anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that is an incredible fun fact. And by the way, I appreciate Deborah in the chat there for asking for that embarrassing moment there. And but it's also cool that you're a singer too. You have a good voice. That's pretty fantastic. Oh, not too, not too bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to do like a musical or something that involved you know acting and singing a little bit? Uh, I never thought about it, but I, pr I probably wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. Like I said, I'd, I'll try anything. I mean, I, I'm game. You know, you have to be. You have to. You have to go outside of the box. Right. So true. My <laughs> God, that's so so true. <laughs> that's funny though. You know, I'm still getting over this fun fact here. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, that is an awesome fun fact. Now, how can folks get in touch with you? I know you're somebody who kind of stays off the Twitter sphere. There, kind of fly under radar there. Despite all of your accolades, you know, you, you know, you're not, you know, uh, you're not somebody who's constantly tweeting there like Trump. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I haven't really caught on to that thing yet. Maybe it's my age or something. But uh, people say that I need to start doing a little bit more tweet, tweeter. So I, I might, I might, uh, I might start getting, you know, more involved with that because a lot of people. But you know, like you say, Trump, and I, I don't care who you voted for, but he, he's on a little too much. So now, oh I'm yeah, afraid, <laughs> oh, my God, where's the where's the line? Yeah, there's no line, literally no line. My God, <laughs> it's outrageous. But um, yeah. Yeah, pretty spooky. I have to tell you, though, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And folks, if you weren't able to listen to this live, the podcast version will be available and uploaded here in a couple of days. And again, I want to send a shout out to everybody in the chat. By the way, Deborah says thanks for sharing that tidbit, Rod and Jay Western and some of the others that are in the chat have been thanking you for the conversation. So, uh. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Max, thanks. Uh, thanks a million. I appreciate you having me on. It's, it was a real pleasure. Absolutely. It's an is, honor. It has been a pleasure having you on the program here this afternoon. I appreciate you hanging out with all of us. And again, appreciate everybody that has been out there listening to this. But I think it's time to fade out here. What do you think, Rod? Fade out. Yeah, let's do that. Till next time. Before your phone fades out, we will, <laughs> we will fade this out. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Rod Hermanson. Make sure you check him out Thank and, you. and follow him. And on that note, we will be back with more after this break. And I'm going to finish this with a few closing uh, comments here. We'll be back with more here in a few minutes, folks. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast here this afternoon. Again, I want to thank our guests tonight. My goodness, or today, I should keep saying tonight. I have to really reprogram my mind to think that this is actually happening in the afternoon sometimes. My goodness, that's the uh, the difference between having a, a live feed and also you know tuning in here in the uh, morning slash afternoon. But again, I want to thank our guests tonight, today. God, here we go again. I, I continuously do that. Isn't that hilarious? My goodness. Well, I want to thank Rod Hermanson for coming on this program here this afternoon. It has been a fantastic discussion. Hopefully you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to say a special thank you to everybody that's listening to this live. Appreciate you all tuning in this afternoon. I know that Saturday is a day of rest and hopefully a day of productivity and got some folks there in the UK and all over the place there. I appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out here and having such wonderful questions. I really appreciate being able to ask our guest questions and to you know allow you to participate in this discussion because that's what it's all about. And obviously a show is not a show without any ears anyone listening out there so i appreciate you all tuning in and now please continue to spread the word about this podcast you know if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to see on feel free to reach out to me personally and i will make sure we get them on the program here for you and who knows maybe we'll bring you on to uh, participate in that discussion so uh you know thanks again for tuning in this afternoon dream big